Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and we have so much to talk about. While the world has seemingly stopped because of the coronavirus pandemic, Bachelor Nation has stepped it up and brought the drama. I have Us Weekly social media editor Kelly Lasky here to help me break it down. Before I do, I just want to remind you all to listen on Spotify and please, please, please leave your girl a five-star review on iTunes. It means the world. Okay, Kelly, how are you? I'm great. I'm on day two million of uh, quarantine, but, you know, doing just fine because I get to be on this podcast and get to talk to you about all things, all things Bachelor. I mean, is Bachelor Nation delivering or is Bachelor Nation delivering? So that's, this is crazy because we were definitely worried before we were like going home. We're like, is there going to be anything to talk about with with Bachelor? But all these Bachelor contestants need is like their social media accounts and they, that's all they need. And we have plenty to talk about because they're not holding back. Right. And like, let's be honest, some of them are busier than others, but some of them don't have much to do even when the world is like, you know, according to plan. So some of them are literally just at home firing off shade. Totally. It doesn't, there's obviously ones who are firing off shade more than others. I don't know if it's because they're in quarantine and it just feels like anything's possible. I can do whatever. I'm not going to see anyone for a while, but I mean, that's definitely the tone, uh, that, that has definitely been set because we have plenty to talk about and I'm living for it. I know you are too. Of course. And I mean, we have to start with the Matt James of it all. So For those of you who don't know who Matt James is, he is Tyler Cameron's best friend, and he was cast to be on Claire Crowley's season of The Bachelorette, which has been postponed kind of indefinitely since coronavirus. ABC, Robert Mills, Chris Harrison, they've all made it clear that they want to give Claire her season, Um, but it's also pretty impossible to film a show like this without you know, free range to go places and there no productions in Hollywood are really working yet. I think some of them are starting to set dates. The Bachelor has not set a date yet. They also played around with doing some sort of like um, quarantine edition, but I think they're just kind of trying to get like people talking still and making sure like we don't forget. But Matt James, who has a following because of his friendship with Tyler and because of his college football career and just kind of like being one of those athletes that isn't really like famous for being an athlete but sort of famous for being like an Instagram guy right would you classify him as one of those yeah definitely 
And like, it's safe to say we probably wouldn't know who Matt James was if it, if it wasn't for Tyler Cameron. Like, I think that he should be thanking Tyler for like all of this because he's like his buddy, like his, they have their like Myler name and their bromance. And we really wouldn't know who he was. He would just be like when they released the 25 contestants or however many are in the bachelor, they would just announce that and put his name, Matt James. We wouldn't know who he was, obviously, if it wasn't for Tyler. Like he probably had a decent following before that, but like, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have known who he was. Yeah. But instead it became like, it was very quickly like Tyler C's best friend, Matt James is going to be on the bachelor. And Tyler also has been like campaigning for him to be the bachelor. Like whenever anyone would ask Tyler in interviews after his stint on the bachelorette, who should be the bachelor, he would say Matt James. And like, obviously he was probably like half kidding, just didn't want to like be part of the conversation. Like Tyler throws shade at blah, blah, blah. Cause he didn't pick him. Like, I think he's very smart about how he interacts with people, Tyler. But Matt James, like we said, has some sort of following. So he has been doing cameos um, to raise money for charity amid the, pan- amid the pandemic. And he did interviews to promote this cause he was doing, including one with Us Weekly, which I'm going to play for you guys in a second with our my coworker, Kaylee. But first, I want to say that Claire tweeted, if you are doing interviews and creating cameo accounts before you are even on my season, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Hashtag don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. He replied by reiterating, not to her, but like on his Instagram, like, just in case you missed it, this is what I'm doing. I'm working with my friend and we're raising money for COVID-19. I'm not trying to like get famous off of this. And Chris Harrison reposted Claire and he was like, that's my girl. Then other people, I think Tanner um, and Ashley, I were tweeting like cryptically, like maybe don't slam someone who's, you know, like think before you speak, like everyone's kind of playing side. I don't even know like whose side they were on, but they were definitely all tweeting, like just like about drama. Yeah. And I also think that he was, it was totally fair for him to say like, Oh, I'm doing this for charity. But the fact that he even has a cameo account, I personally cannot picture myself looking to get a cameo from Matt James and I get it's from charity. So I think that's great. But like the fact that he even made one, like you, ha- it's not like you're seeing like random people like me or you making a cameo. Like you have to, should I make your a cameo? Someone. I think you should. I would definitely, I would definitely buy one, but like, it's one of those things where it's like, if you think of it big picture, you have to actually think you're someone like relatively in the public eye. So I don't know. I think, I think saying it was for charity is like kind of, an easy way out for him. So do you think it's more like the fact that he thinks he's cool enough and important enough to have a cameo says more about him than him actually doing the cameos? Yeah. I don't know. That's just how I interpret it. I really think like, I'm not totally buying when he was saying like, he's patiently waiting to meet Claire and um, he's looking forward to meeting her once all of this happens. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not completely buying it. I think he knows that he is like perfect bachelor material. And I think that he is just going through the motions to become the bachelor. Like I'm convinced. And I know that like, he would really be a great fit. He has a lot going for him, but like making those, I don't know. I just randomly think of like age and the fact that he's like a 28 year old guy and she's, did she turn 39 yet? Yeah. Yeah. And I know that age is just a number and everything, but I'm just like, I'm not fully convinced. What about you? Yeah. Well, before I give you my full analysis, because I have so much to say, I want to play a quick clip of Matt James talking to Us Weekly because he did interviews with E! News. He did interviews with Us Weekly. He did a few to promote this charity he was doing. And obviously the conversations were quickly shifted on, you know, like, well, one, what's going on with Tyler and Hannah, which we'll get to, and two, 
How do you feel about this? So let's listen to Matt James talk to us about how he is patiently, quote unquote, waiting to meet Claire. And you've also had like such a whirlwind year yourself just with the Bachelorette cancellation. Were you pretty bummed about that? Um, well, I think that, that I haven't heard anything about it being canceled. I've just heard a lot about it being postponed. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've been very patient up to this point. And um, there is a, a young woman who's in Sacramento right now that um, I'm looking forward to meeting once all this stuff settles down. So I'm hoping that um, I can be patient a little bit longer and, and ride this thing out and everyone's safe. And then we can get back to our, our daily lives and move forward. Okay. So, I mean, listen, I think he says all the right things. I don't think Matt James is a bad guy. I think he's actually probably a really good guy. I think he'd be a great first black bachelor. I think all of those things. However, if there's a season of The Bachelor to go on, or The Bachelorette to go on to be The Bachelor, it is not Claire Crowley's season. Because people, one, the diehard fans are very dedicated to Claire, wanting, getting, helping her find love because they've been watching her for so long. Two, this whole season, because they picked Claire, is going to have even more emphasis on like being there for the right reasons and being there for love because she's older, because this is her fourth or fifth time on The Bachelor, because we've had a lot of young seasons of people not necessarily wanting to get engaged. Like, I think they, before all this happened, their plan was to make this, like, the most old-school Bachelor they possibly could, the vibe and the season. And this is taking away from that before it even starts. So I think that it's a great plan, but I don't think maybe he should have waited another cycle and gotten, like, a Hannah B-type Bachelorette if if this was the move. Yeah, because you also have to think of when he walks out of the limo. Like, is it going to be awkward if there's already shade being thrown back and forth months before? Like, I don't think he's really his. He said, like you said, he said all the right things when he was talking about waiting for her season and everything. But now that with all these tweets going back and forth, like I wouldn't want to get out the limo. Like, I just I don't like awkwardness. And I just feel like he's not really setting himself up for a great relationship with her. And as we know, for him to be the bachelor, he's got to get like to like top five, top three. So he's really like, I'm, I, I'm just not convinced by his motives. I know that like he would be great fit for the bachelor, but like he's got to go through Claire first. And right now though, I'm wondering, I can't decide. I feel two types of way about this. Part of me thinks there, he won't be on it anymore because Chris Harrison has made it clear that they're still casting for the show. I think it's kind of unwritten rule. Like Claire is probably talking to some of these people or at least stalking them. And there's no way it would be fair game for them to just pick up and have those with all those names having been out there. I'm surprised one, there hasn't been more like drama. Maybe I should do some more digging on who some of these people are because I'm sure there's some interesting things to be found. Yeah. But then on the other hand, like, how could they not keep him after this? Like, it's getting so much press and everyone's talking about it. And like, don't you want to see Claire put him in his place or him charm her? Like, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, this is like recipe for a great first night in the Bachelor Mansion. Because it's going to, you know, in Claire, it's going to get addressed. Um, but I don't know. It's just, it's definitely, it would definitely be awkward. I will probably be sitting there, like, with my, covering my eyes. But um yeah, I don't know. I, I can, I'm very interested to see it play out. I'm like ready for quarantine to be over because I, I want this season to start. Well, I'm on Matt James's cameo page right now. And his thing is $29, which is, you know, humble. <laughs> he typically responds in eight hours. And his like cover photo is a TikTok of him and Tyler Cameron 
like skateboarding in a like um like a mat like a tarp that's all water so they're like i don't know what they're doing it almost looks like surfing but they're on a skateboard so yeah that's already a red flag right there because he should be having a like linkedin style photo of himself on that because he's putting tyler cameron in that picture it's like all right thirsty girls look at me i'm with tyler cameron i'm his friend maybe tyler cameron will be in your cameo right so it's like that's he would be smart to do that more people would donate to the charity and be willing to do that i just cameo is a weird thing to me it's kind of like if you're like jennifer aniston you have a cameo well that's that would be kind of weird too but if you're one of these people that's teetering on the line of being a public figure and just being a completely normal regular person the fact that you like sign up for it makes me think that you think you are somebody Yeah. Cameo is fascinating to me. Now I'm just looking at the bachelor pages overall. And I think I said this last week that Chris Harrison is the most expensive person on Cameo. He's $375, but all of his goes to COVID-19 relief as well. And I believe there was a really expensive guy who deleted it. Now I'd have to go back and look because I like went on this a couple weeks ago and maybe he heard me. Um, it was someone who like was not, it was on the show like years ago. And I was like, why is he like, 500 bucks on cameo because now it goes Chris Harrison, Trista, the original bachelorette is 250. Peter is 150. Robbie oh, Hayes is 150. Oh my god. Okay, I didn't know these prices and I could go off on them. No I one know. should be wasting $150 on Robbie Hayes. I'm just going to say it. Well, it's funny because Robbie who, you know, was on Bachelor in Paradise, on The Bachelorette and on Siesta Key is 150 but then former bachelors like ben higgins is 100 nick viles 100 lauren leindyke is 90 like bigger names are a little less jordan kimball's 100 which is you know a little up there mike johnson's 100 cassie randolph's 100 like 100 dollars is a lot of money to spend on a video right and it's not like it's a facetime so it's not like it's back and forth conversation between two people Like you're literally, they're just inserting your name into a sentence being like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Happy birthday from Chris Harrison. So it's really not like you're getting a FaceTime call. Like I could, I could see, like, I don't understand why Nick Vile and Ben Higgins are less money than Robbie Hayes. I'm sorry. I'm so hung up on that, but no, it's it's shocking. Yeah. And then you have people like, I mean, it's even interesting, like Trista, which I understand why she would be, I mean, 250 is still a lot, but like more expensive because she's the OG bachelor, but like her husband, Ryan is $40. So like, I oh, wonder yeah, he's, he's kind of cutting himself short. Yeah. And then, well, then you have Jorge from paradise is 27, but Matt James is 29. Like this, these numbers just don't add up. They really don't. And also someone like Jorge, I would totally, I would totally get over Matt James because there's like Same. a funniness factor. And like the inside joke factor of it. And like, I don't know, Matt, I just, he is not there yet. And I think that's what it comes down to. He is not there yet to be making the cameo. He is a friend of a bachelor nation heartthrob right now. Sorry. Yeah. But I had to say. The the more you look at these, it's crazy. Like Ben Higgins, fiance, Jess Clark is on here for $15. (sighs) At that point, don't even make one because the fact that you're making yourself be worth $15, like it's just a slap in the face. Just don't make one at that point. She's a very, yeah, she's a very sweet girl. And I'm sure, look, I looked on it and there has been people who have bought them. So like to each their own, and this is not like whatever, but 
it is weird. Like, what is the point of doing it if you're only $15, but also if you're charging yourself $200, like, who do you think you are? Like, right. It's a it's really a crazy, weird game. It's a, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. And also Jess, why don't you just tack on 15 onto Ben's and make yourself like a package deal? Like I just, anyone right, like is Ashley, I and Jared are $75 together. I think that that's a little more fair. If you are I part of a so couple, too. why not leverage that? I think so too, because you'd rather see, like, you don't necessarily want Jared on his own or Ashley and her own, like their brand and that what they've built together is so much better. Like their banter, like I just, they know like separately, they just wouldn't do as well. Like they are who they are, be, like partially because of like their relationship and, and what they've built together. Before I get off cameo, also just important to note that Barb Weber has raised her price again. <laughs> Barb started out, I have screenshots, started out on Cameo for $25. Peter, this is Peter's mother. His brother is also on there for $25, which whatever. Oh, Barb God. was $25. Barb raised herself to $40 within 24 hours and is now $49. Wow. Barb would be like, would be a funny one. Like I actually know people who did the Barb, the Barb one. Like that one would actually be funny. Um, but also why is she raising her price? Can she not keep up with the demand? Like I just don't. I would well, love when you to click on her. Stat. You click on her page. She has 47 reviews, which means at least 47 people have bought cameos from Barb. It says typically responds within five hours. She has five-star reviews. And if you, like, scroll through and look at some of them, they're all, like, almost two minutes long. So she's clearly, like, giving it her time. Oh, yeah. Like, what is she talking about for two minutes? Talking to a person who she doesn't even know. It's a very well, so weird thing. I'll say it again. I have bought a cameo. I bought one cameo for my friend's birthday from Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance. Oh um, and it was $20, no regrets. And my friend was going through a hard time. Plus it was his birthday. And we had watched 90 day fiance, like a marathon, like a few weeks before, like, and I knew it would shock like in our group chat, like would be like shook if you, and if you know, if you've seen big ed, you'll understand this a little more. So I, I did it and it was $20. <laughs> and in the thing you do fill out, like why you're doing it. So I like made a joke, like my friend is getting insecure about getting old. Like, can you give him advice? And big ed was like, you know, if you don't get, get married, you'll end up like me, like having to go to leave the country for a fiance. Like he made like ridiculous comments. So because it was $20 and because my friend was going through a hard time, it was worth it. But it's, in, I would never have spent more money than that. Like I, it's insane. Right. Like $20 is Chipotle with chips and guac and a soda. Like you can, you know, like not get Chipotle for a week and, and get some cameo. <laughs> and also important to note that Claire did tweet back. Um, I believe it was Olivia Caridi actually, who was like, Oh, like, who are we talking about? Like which one, like getting involved in the drama. And Claire responded like, I'm not talking about anyone specific, babe, like homegirl. no one else on your season is like, I guess she was trying to say, like, she was saying like in general, like a warning to everyone, like, don't, you know, be going to do press and doing cameos if you want my heart. But at the same time, like someone literally days before that, 24 hours before that was. So don't, don't try to act like you weren't talking about him like that. I hate that. Yeah. You got to own it at that point. Um, and I guess I, I can see why Matt like responded and saying like, listen, this is for charity, but also like you didn't have to, like, that's why I just, I don't know. I'm just not convinced by his motives. Like it's, if someone were to say something like that to me, I know it's hard to like keep your mouth shut, but also like he just kind of like, I don't know, threw salt in the wound, but what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they let him on the show, who, how many, like the, a numbers game of how many people from the original cast end up on the show and how Claire's journey, dramatic journey to find love starts and ends. Um, 
I mean, I'm was already in on it, but now I'm more in on it. So it's working. The Bachelor has a way of coming out on top no matter what is going on. I think that that's been established. Yeah, they 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 really do know what to do. Like, I'll, I'll never forget, like, when they announced Aria as The Bachelor, I was like, ugh. like, I was one of those people like screaming, like, I'm not going to watch it, whatever. But then he had one of the most dramatic endings of all time. So they know what they're doing. We just need to let them do what they do because they know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I've said before, and I'll say it again, the lead is like the least important thing about the show. It's so much more about the contestants. Um, but the last couple leads have definitely kept themselves in the news relevant, whether they wanted to or not, which we can't talk about Matt James without giving up a brief Tyler and Hannah update. Um, Tyler has Hannah. We know a few weeks ago, went back to Alabama. She is just TikToking away with her brother and her parents and making TikToks like duets with the quarantine crew still. They go live on Instagram all the time. So there's clearly still a camaraderie. Um, Matt James also spoke to us about Hannah. He told us that they don't miss her because they talk to her so much. Um, and they clearly have like a bond, that group of friends, even with whatever's going on between Tyler and Hannah, like she clearly found a group there because there's something that they can't shake each other. But Tyler has continued to not do interviews himself, but crash Zoom parties and go live with fans. And it's an interesting approach because I think he knows that every fan is going to, if they have any, you know, guts, they're all going to ask him like, where's Hannah? Are you dating Hannah? Like, but he just does it and he puts up with it. And the most recent one, I believe he told friends, he told people that they were still friends and they're not in a place to date. So it's like every time he does one of these, he gives it a little more. He's like, I'm single. I'm single. We're friends. We're friends. We're not in a place to date. Like it's still clearly like they have a connect romantic chemistry. They obviously we know Tyler's mom died a few months ago. Hannah's brother overdosed. He's fine now, but that's obviously a lot to be going through. He just got out of treatment and is home with her. So it's, they're both in delicate space, let alone having this year of being catapulted into fame and having, you know, me stalk every like tweet they have. So it's a lot. But what do you think, what do you foresee for these two? Well, this is a prime situation of, I don't want to care, but I do. I think that's what I have to preface what I'm going to say first, because I just have so many questions about it all. Like, did he invite her down to Florida for, to be a part of the quarantine crew? And like, I just always think back to when she let him go and how devastated he looked. Like it takes a lot for someone to like let a person that broke up with them back into their life in this way. It's literally let them stay in your home. I also want to say if your name starts with Hannah, you should not be allowed to TikTok. So Hannah Brown, Hannah G and Hannah Ann, you should be banned from TikTok. I just, the dancing videos are not for me. They might be for other people. Um, there are a lot. Hannah is, I mean, dancing with the stars winner. She's definitely the best Hannah Brown at dancing, but she also like, it's like one of those things, like if you're actually kind of good at dancing, but you're not Charlie D'Amelio in 15, it's almost a little weird versus like, like Hannah and I are the same age. I have a TikTok. I've never posted on TikTok. I posted my first dance on my Instagram. Like joking. I was very, you know, I had some Prosecco (laughs) and it was with my roommate and we were dancing and like, obviously I know I'm not good. That's the difference, but I'm not trying to be Charlie D'Amelio in my crop top dancing. And I think Hannah kind of is, but she's also not bad. So it's just like a weird game of like us kids in our 20s trying to like keep up, but like maybe like keep it on private. But then people love her. Yeah. So no, I, I don't have anything bad to say about her either or any of them. I think TikTok, it, I've just like recently in the past month started scrolling for like hours on end, even though I said I wasn't going to. So it's just a weird thing to see like, these dance moves when you 
I can tell that they're being serious, but like if yeah. you or I were to do it, we wouldn't be serious. So it's a weird thing where it's like, I can't watch, but I can't look away. But to totally. talk about Tyler and Hannah, like if they weren't doing, if they weren't, I don't know, keeping us on our toes, like I wouldn't, we wouldn't really have that much to talk about. And I just like, I like that they are like keeping it kind of up in the air and questioning like what's going on. I mean, Tyler did say direct quote, I ain't dating nobody in a recent Instagram live, but like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like dating is crazy nowadays. Like just because they're not like dating doesn't mean that they didn't hook up in the quarantine house or whatever. So, Oh, I mean, I don't know. She was sleeping in his bed. There's no way nothing happened. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I think there's no way nothing happened. I think it was probably for the best that she did go home, not for us, but for, you know, their, any sake of their to have a relationship that she did go home. Cause now maybe they will have a chance to miss each other and reevaluate, like both go through what they're going through emotionally. Like, I think they're both probably telling you themselves, like, I'm not in a place to date. And he's like, well, I'm not in a place to date either, but it might just be a way to like protect themselves from like getting back into this again. Yeah. I don't know. And I also don't, it was well, something that bugs me about this. And you know, I'm a Tyler Stan. Like I am, I love Tyler. But I don't really like when bachelor people or celebrities complain that, you know, there's random people showing up to their door or they complain that like TMZ is capturing photos. I just don't really like that because you are on your own social media giving these people a reason to speculate and come to your house and everything like Tyler, I don't really think has a right to complain about that only because he is giving us so much content that is leading to questions. And I mean, granted, I don't think anyone should have people, you know, showing up to their home, but it didn't take the internet sleuths very long to figure out where the quarantine crew house was, which probably means they gave a few too many hints. Mm -hmm. Not that they deserve that at all, because Tyler got mad. TMZ posted these pictures of like their neighbor coming over, doing a dance, doing like a workout with them. And Tyler was like, that's my brother's Matt's um, or Brian. What's his brother's name? Brian Cameron. Brian his brother, Ryan's like college friends. I'm like, who cares? Like he doesn't owe us an explanation of every single person who is coming in and out of his home, even though, you know, it is a pandemic. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe that they're taking it seriously. He's doing everything they can. Um, but at the same time, you have still gone live on Instagram at least twice a day, every single day during all of this and posted TikToks and made videos. If you wanted to be private, there's our, there are ways to go about it. And this is not, he should make, he should make a close friends list. Yeah. And as long as I'm on it, yeah. As long as I'm on it too. Um, but yeah, and I get that. No, no one is, no one should have random people showing up to their door, but also like I see the, the notification pop down on my Instagram all day. Tyler Cameron is going live with blank, like a random user. Yeah. And Tyler Cameron topping in zooms, talking about, um, Gigi and Zane. Like he has to expect that news outlets are going to pick it up and want to know about it. So that's all. I really going to say about that, but I totally agree. I mean, I'm still like low key rooting for these two. I won't be mad if, and when they get together and I would be lying if I said I was over it. Like a lot of people are, I think they're all lying to themselves. I think we all care. I think it's just hard to admit yeah. sometimes, but speaking I would of people love to who see them do a red carpet appearance. Oh, same. It would definitely be like a country award show or something <laughs> yes. like definitely. CMA fest. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we might see Peter and Kelly there too, because after all this back and forth with Peter and Kelly, a source has told us weekly that they are full on dating. They just aren't admitting it to the world quite yet because they know there's going to be criticism and backlash. 
They have not come out and said that. They, um, the last couple weeks, have done some press separately and together saying that they're crushing on each other, but he's sleeping in a different room. Obviously, that Dustin Bachelorette alum is also with them, quarantined with them in Chicago. Peter has been working a little bit, so he's been in and out, but, you know, he keeps end up back in her apartment. They had some shady moments with Madison, which we'll get into, but overall... What do you think about the fact that they are dating? Well, I'm going to start off by saying Peter's a thirsty guy. There's 100% hookups happening. Like he, he made it clear that he likes to have sex. So that's happening. He's the sexual bachelor. Yes. Um, One thing that, that kind of uh, goes back to what we were talking about before was there, why did they need to like run around Chicago? Like why did he need to lift her in the air and twirl her around? Like, it's not like they're in like a random town in Iowa, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, um, I do. Yeah. But they're out in Chicago. There's a lot of people there. There's a lot of bachelor fans. It's just a crazy situation. Like I, if you had told me like five years ago that this was the kind of stuff that'd be going on in bachelor nation, like we are, it's just like teeth, like so much tea every day. Like I, I don't really it's know true. where I stand on them. Um, I just think there's so much more that happened with them when he first met her than we even know. I think so, too, because to refresh your memory, if you don't know, Peter Weber met Kelly Flanagan in a hotel lobby randomly, um, and she was already in talks with producers to do the show. So she, clearly she wanted to like be on The Bachelor, which no, no shame in her game. Me, too. So they met in a hotel then when Kelly showed up at the first night, he recognized her and she wasn't sure if he would, which is kind of like, we've had that a little bit before with Nick Vile and that girl from Jane Tanner's wedding, but like they full on hooked up and admitted it. Um, so, you know, it was like a little game. He had knew, re- recognized her. They kind of thought it was like a kismic fate thing. Kelly has since come out and said that she thinks the Bachelor producers were sabotaging her, maybe because of that and kind of kept her from Peter. Not literally. She said they were locked in the closet. Chris Harrison has said that is not true. I think she was saying a metaphor. Um, (laughs) He ultimately sent her home just before hometowns. Um, Since then, Kelly, like I said, has done interviews. She has admitted she didn't think she was good for the show. She, Peter's season had a lot of drama. They clearly didn't have a lot of chance to progress their relationship, which is why he, you know, picked... Hannah and Madison, Victoria F of all people above Kelly on the show. I think it's very safe to say we can all agree that Peter got wrapped up in the show and wasn't very good at thinking with his heart or like thinking just honestly at all, really. He, I don't know what he was thinking with, but it didn't go well. So send after the broken engagement with Madison, after, I mean, the broken engagement with Hannah Ann, after nearly dating Madison, he was spotted with Kelly Now, Madison has come out and done interviews and said that Peter was still texting her days before the pictures of Kelly and Peter in Chicago showed up, which surfaced on her birthday. She made it very clear she was upset that the pictures came out on her birthday, which as a a birthday diva, I can can (laughs) respect. Um, But and Peter, you know, has not really totally responded, but basically left it a cryptic comment like, you know, there's more to the story like you of all people. And I think, one, it's not fair for Peter to get mad at Madison for telling her side of the story because he did a full round of press before she even said a word. Totally. It's 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 just, it's wild to me. I really don't think, I agree with you, I don't think he can get mad about this. Also, if he wanted to explore his relationship with Kelly, fly to Chicago, go in the apartment and quarantine and figure things out there, the pictures hit the press, 
people have questions. Madison has questions. Hannah Ann continues to to throw shade. I -hmm. think they have every right to be annoyed about it. Like he was literally engaged to Hannah Ann. And I just, I think it's, he, I just don't think, and I've talked about, I've talked about this with you in the past. I don't think he's ready for the, the storm that comes with being a part of Bachelor Nation. I also don't think he's ready to fully be in a relationship. Like it's, he just kind of seems angry in his comments back. It's just, they're a little too angry for, I think the situation, I think Madison had a right, had a right to be upset about everything that's going on. Yeah. And I mean, even the more interesting side of it is the fact that Peter, I mean, Madison and Kelly were, according to Madison, best friends while filming the show, inseparable, didn't, will leave each other's sight. And now Kelly has stopped reaching out to Madison and is clearly making a priority on Peter, which like you never want you, you know, it's always like one of those things where it's like, you don't want to blame the woman, you want to blame the guy. But for Mm -hmm. once, like, it's kind of pretty even. Like, I think Peter and Kelly are both being shady. Maybe they are meant to be, you know, even in their post interviews, they were like, we ran into each other before the show. We met on the show. We ran into each other at the Super Bowl after the show. We are, you know, they're trying to act like it's this like rom-com moment, which like, I guess in the beginning it is, but how many Bachelor people were at the Super Bowl? Like, probably more than the average group. But I don't know. I, I think maybe they are good for each other. She clearly keeps him like a little bit grounded because he's only done a little bit of like clapping back. I think if he was on his own or if he was with Barb, there'd be a lot more shots fired. Oh, yeah. Barb is definitely like very satisfied in this whole situation. I mean, Barb has continued to leave hearts on every one of Kelly's posts. They wished Peter Sr., Peter's dad, a happy birthday. And he responded thanking Kelly and he called her Chip Chop or Chop Chip or something (laughs) weird. Like, he has nicknames for her. Like, the Weber family is thrilled. The Pruitt family is not, obviously. And the Flanagan family, I wonder what Kelly's family thinks of all of this. Like, I would be a little, like, homegirl. Like, I know you think you have some connection to this guy, but he did send you home on national television pursued very heavily pursued a relationship with two other women and proposed to one of them took it back flew tried to maybe get back with the other one for everything i'm understanding peter and madison definitely like both knew that their relationship wouldn't have last but she was the one who was like i'm not going to compromise on my beliefs i'm not going to have sex with you i can't even travel with a boy and stay in the same hotel room with him if we're not engaged. And I think Peter was like, okay, then I'm out. But I think he would have tried if Madison didn't totally lay down that line. So Kelly, I hate to say it, is still like the third option. Yeah, totally. And I think it comes back to the question, questioning, you know, Madison's motives of being on the show. A lot of people are torn about that. Like, why would you go on the show if you weren't willing to to do something like that with Peter? But also like she stood by who she is, what she stands by. So I just think that she went into it being like, you know what, let's see how this goes, which I respect that. I don't think there's any reason to be angry at her for going on the show because she was going to find love, which is the purpose of all of it. Um, As much as people wanted, like, I think there was definitely people out there who were rooting for Madison and Peter to get back together. And as much as people kind of crave that conclusion and that ending, I have so much more respect for her that she didn't. And it made everything she did, like you said, like, worth it and genuine. And I don't believe she was there. I mean, listen, anyone ages like 21 to 26 right now, probably Loki wants to be on The Bachelor, whether they would admit it out loud or not, whether they have crazy religious, not crazy, like, but intense religious beliefs or the opposite of that, whether they are worried about what their family might think or whether they don't 
care at all about a public opinion. I think everyone a little deep down like wants to be like have a career where they don't have to do anything besides pose and fabletics on Instagram. I actually don't. I feel like I would get voted out first night. That's probably why I wouldn't go. They'd be like, oh, okay. I don't think I would. I don't think I would serve or I would have one too many cocktails the first night and then regret going on it. I know. I think I would be like, like Alexis Waters or like one of the people who just gets friend zones really quick, but like the audience doesn't hate them because they said like one funny thing and probably got too drunk. And then maybe, you know, I try to run with that as like a platform and get an Etsy store. (laughs) Yes, that that would be a great outcome. That would be a great outcome. I don't think there's anything wrong with like being the friend. Like I think not like or not being the friend, but being friend zoned on it, because like you said, like sugar bear hair could still be knocking on your door. Doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. We heard they're dating. I believe they are. I hope Hannah Ann and Madison continue to drop their little subtle shade bombs, even though Madison likes to pretend she's not. She is. It's okay, girl. Like, admit it. It's okay. We're all a little shady. You deserve it. You've earned it. But the couple that we never saw coming and that I just don't know how to feel about, it makes me very stressed at night is Chris Souls and Victoria Fuller. This, this is one of those examples that it's like, what year is 2020? 2020 will, is throwing us curveballs every single day. This is one of them. I could have never predicted this. No, we have an amazing gallery on usmagazine.com of all the photos that prove that Victoria F is in Iowa, which Reality Steve first reported it a couple weeks ago. We had a source tell us that they were definitely DMing. It's still unclear when and how she got to Iowa during this pandemic, but she seems to still be there. The pillows are matching, the bedpost. They posted photos of fields with the same sunset. Like they're playing a game with us too. And I'm shocked that, I, I don't know, one, that Crystal still has game and two, that Victoria F would like full on give in to the, I don't know. It's also weird. Yeah, that definitely crossed my mind. Um, thinking about that, he's 38 years old and like sending DMS and like who else is, has he sent a DM to, or if, if she sent it first, like there's obviously questions about like who started it with who, you know what I think happened? I think he followed her. Cause I bet Chris souls like dabbles necessarily really watch the bachelor, but we'll turn it on and off. Obviously goes on Instagram is still friends with like some of the people from his time. They were talking about how hot they thought Victoria F was. I think he followed her. Victoria F saw that and she was like, oh, he's cute. It's okay that he, you know, has some legal past. He's in a good place now. I'm going to message him because there's no way he slid into the DMs first, but I bet he followed. And then she was like, oh, cute. And then somehow he was maybe like, she reacted. Well, maybe she reacted to a story with some flames or a hundred emoji. Yes, Dating game definitely. is different these days. Totally. And then I bet he said something like, well, I'm in Iowa, like this pandemic sucks. And I bet she was like, well, I got nothing to do. Should I come to Iowa? Like Loki kidding. And he was like, yeah. And then like she showed up. (laughs) Yeah. And nothing gets past eagle eyed bachelor nation fans. Even if you have some home goods, throw pillows on your couch, you should be taking pictures or selfies in front of a white wall that no one can match the furniture because it didn't take much for people to put two and two together. It's yeah. there together. I mean, it's literally comes down to the pillows, the bed, the headboard um, of, of his bed, the wall colors, like she's there. Of all of these couples, whether it's Kelly and Peter, Hannah and Tyler, Matt, James and Claire, or Chris and Victoria, I feel like Chris and Victoria have the least likely chance of making it. 
they just seem like they're from different worlds. I don't know. I, I just, we saw a lot from her on her season. Um, and he also made it clear, like on his, like, he's not going anywhere. Like Iowa is his place. Victoria F screams Los Angeles, California. I just can't imagine, um, someone like her, you know, making that move to Iowa. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it. Yeah. So she I might imagine be in, her. She lives, I think in LA and Virginia beach, which is where she's from. But I just, yeah, there's no way. And like, he not that he's blacklisted by any means. Like, I think of everything in his like legal case and stuff, he's still on probation, but has been settled. And it was clearly like a big mistake. And he was very apologetic and he took a step back. He didn't try to like, you know, stay in the spotlight. I think he's grown a lot and learned a lot and whatever. But he's also not going to be like, I don't know at every party and like making Instagram money. Like it's, there's going to always be like an asterisk by Crystal's name. So if you're trying to be like a bachelor couple, I don't think that's how you go. So maybe they're, I don't know. It's they're the, this, I would love to be a fly on the wall of those two having a conversation. Totally. And I think that if we saw a mirror selfie from her with a t-shirt that you know, had like the John Deere tractor logo on it. I think that would like, that would be what would confirm that they're together. Like something, something like that. But I mean, I completely agree with you. They're just from different worlds. I think they're on different wavelengths, but like who, if you get a DM from, or a follow from like a bachelor OG, like, I feel like you have to answer or address it. So I mean, Oh, I don't blame her. I don't blame her either. I also can, like, see her thinking she's living out, like, a country music video, like, on his tractor, like, making a TikTok to, like, I think your tractor's sexy or something. Yeah, like, she definitely went on Amazon immediately when she booked the trip and got some cowgirl boots, cowboy hat, like, whatever. Um, I could totally see you that happening. Who? Like, seems like it's, like, for the Instagram for her. I know for a lot yeah. of Nation people it is, but I, I really feel like it is for her, too. I mean, it comes back to, like, we've said this whole time, like, if these people want to be private, like, we would have no idea Victoria F. was in Iowa if she didn't have an Instagram. So, like, like, I remember when I read Andy Dorfman's book, who was The Bachelorette a couple years ago, she revealed, like, after her season and her breakup with Josh, like, she went to Chicago and, like, her and Nick, like, hooked up. And no one knew about it till she wrote about it in a book. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, like, not, like, yeah, it was a little bit of a different time, but, like, there was Reality Steve, there was Twitter, there was Instagram, I think. Like, there people could have found out, they could have made it obvious these people are all playing this game and I just, I'm going to be really curious to find out once we all have our free reign and we can go wherever we want and do whatever we want, who are these people are still talking to? Cause there has to be part of it. Like everyone's bored. Everyone is living in this bubble. Peter cannot escape. There's no new season of the bachelor to move on. There's no paradise to be rooting for right now. So that's another thing. It's like, Peter, we're watching your every move even more because we have nothing else to do. So it should be really interesting to see how these couples play out in a, the real world. Yes. Clearly we can tell Peter's bored from his TikToks that actually make my eyes bleed. (laughs) We can tell that he's bored and that's all I'm going to say. That's true. Um, before I let you guys go, let's just run through a quick other few stories. One, are you watching? Listen to your heart. I am watching. I'm definitely watching. Can't say about it. I'm, I definitely think that it's like the bootleg version of the bachelor. Um, we saw like these contestants didn't even get like the OG bachelor nation. Um, I mean, not bachelor, I'm sorry, bachelor mansion. There's definitely 
I, I, I don't know. You talk about it first because I, I do have some thoughts on it, but I'm also just like, I don't really know how I feel about it. I, it makes me miss like a regular season of the bachelor, like bachelor in paradise. But it also, I just don't think people two musicians who are trying to be famous, like love can work between them. There's yeah. too much, there's too much competitive. There's too much of a competitive aspect there. I don't, I think it's a recipe for disaster as we saw in a star is born two people who love each other, who are also trying to like keep their fame and get famous. Like it just, it's, it's a very like dr- dramatic experience. So I don't know if it's really going to like be effective, but my what biggest problem with it is I think the best is already over. Like, I think the parts where they meet each other and we're like randomly bursting out into song at the piano and just talking about like their music and stuff. I think that's going to be the best part. And I don't know if I necessarily care seeing them like singing duets for Jojo Fletcher. Yeah. Like, and I don't necessarily believe that any of these couples are legit. Um, I think I'm going to be talking to one of them in the next couple of weeks. So that should be interesting. Like maybe I'll feel a little more like it's real. Um, but I think the first couple episodes were kind of fun, but I think that that's it. Like, I don't necessarily need to see like it. It's going to turn into American Idol real quick. Yeah. And I feel like the moment where Natasha came in and like immediately wanted to talk to Trevor about his infidelities and stuff like that was like a major moment. And even that wasn't that teased um, in the tr- like in the commercial leading up to it as like something like that happening on a like bachelor or bachelorette show. Like, I just feel like it's not as dramatic. Yeah, a lot I of agree. The- that was a disappointing moment. Yeah. And I'm not like in love with like any of the characters. Like I just, I don't know. I'm not really long story short. I'm not really feeling a connection to the show. Like I'm kind of watching it and I'm on my phone a lot during it. Whereas it's like, that's what I know in my head. Like if I'm not like obsessed with the show is if I'm kind of on my phone, not fully paying attention. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, like I said, I think the best part is over, but I think it should be interesting to see if any of these couples do come out of the show a thing and even try to record a duet. Like, I don't know. And the Trevor stuff interests me a little bit. Um, his ex-girlfriend follows me on Instagram. And Ooh. she, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping she'll maybe spill some, some tea. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That moment was a little disappointing. I was expecting it to be a little more dramatic. Apparently there's a deleted scene confrontation of um, Jamie and Natasha that they didn't air that I heard was, like, really juicy. So I don't know why they didn't lean into that more. Like that could have been the whole episode, but it really wasn't. So it's interesting. Maybe it'll come back. Yeah, I think it will. I mean, it definitely, I'm thankful for it because it is filling that bachelor void and it is making sure, making sure our Mondays aren't completely empty. Like there's something to look forward to at eight o'clock on a Monday. Um, But I just don't, I mean, the crazy thing about this show is with, on the actual bachelor bachelorette, a lot of contestants are called out for being there for the wrong reasons for trying to pursue a music career like Jed. Um, but also like this show, like it's a huge aspect of it. So you aren't necessarily like reprimanded for it. It's just a part of it. So it's definitely different. I think Trevor's a walking red flag. Anyone who is complimented by Katy Perry, like especially on your looks, Um, and then proceeds on American Idol, then proceeds to go on another reality show. Like, I just don't buy that that person is there for the right reasons. I think he just wants to be famous. And I also think Ryan, my brother says Ryan is a poor man's Shawn Mendes. And I think it's hysterical. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. That other guy, there's a few of them that just look like knockoff versions of real musicians, which is kind of funny. Yeah. And also, like, it seems like Ryan is wearing, like, magenta lipstick. Could just be me. But I don't want to, like, pop off. Yeah. So, yeah. There, there's highlights. I also think the show would be better if, like, everyone in Bachelor Nation decided to watch it. But it's, like, I think it's def- the ratings aren't, like, stellar. They're fine. But they're not, like, over the top. Like, they're not, like, Bachelor ratings. So I think that that's part of it. But if this, I think it'll be a one and done. And I think in a couple of years, they'll do another version of it. But I think they really mm-hmm. just tried to jump on the stars. They they leaned a little too heavy into like Stars Born was a popular movie. So this is going to be popular. But I don't hate it. I'm definitely, the first episode, I was very all in. Second episode, I found myself on my phone a little more. Third. Yeah. And the moments that are like cringy, like I kind of live for those. And this one do- definitely has that. So, I mean, and also Chris Harrison's there. I feel like Chris Harrison is like the aspect that makes it like real. Like if for some reason Chris Harrison wasn't a part of it, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't like respect it as much, but Chris is there. Chris is trying. So real quick, Ben Higgins and Jess Clark, um, aren't having sex till they're married, which is something I guess we shouldn't know, but we do. They're sleeping in separate beds to each their own. Um, obviously this got a lot of press if you have any thoughts. Yeah. I was shocked by it. I was actually like pretty shocked by it just because um, their social media, like he always has his hands on her like all the time and not in a bad way. I think he just loves her so much and like is always hugging her and touching or whatever. Like I just, I would have thought that they would have like done that by now and I'm not judging or anything like good for them if that's what they want to do. But I was surprised. I was very surprised. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised. I'm not super shocked because she is young. He's older. Um, she is also religious. We all already know that he, um, it's not like he was saving himself. Like this is obviously a choice he made for mm-hmm. her. And he kind of said that, like, I respect her and this is what she wants. You know, it's always a weird thing to know, like Colton, you know, Madison, like it's, it's some, it always takes me back to like Jessica Simpson and like how that was like the biggest deal and like how mm-hmm. she was kind of the first one. And she still in her book wrote about it so openly and like had no shame in her game, which she shouldn't. It just like made me laugh thinking about them sleeping in like two twin beds at like her parents' house. Yeah, definitely. And like Ben's been to the office before and he's so nice. So like, I just can't only, like they definitely just have like a really like wholesome, cute relationship and, and yeah. um, I'm happy for him and I'm, I'm happy for her, but yeah, definitely shocking. But also like, did everyone need to know that? I don't know. I, right. I don't know. Well, our good friend, Nick Vile, of course, always gets the tea over on his show, which is yes. when it came out, took me back to Sean Lowe and Catherine and they're the, kept the cutest kids ever and are, seem to have a very strong marriage. So, you know, maybe it works. Mm-hmm. The prince who was promised, Peter Krause, is finally talking about why he was never the bachelor. He turned it down three times. He said it wasn't about the money. He just, like, wasn't in it. Was His heart was not in it. Then he tried to be on Bachelor at Winter Games because it was a few years removed. And they ended up pulling him at the last minute with no explanation because he thinks that Ari's season was airing and people would have been like, Peter, so much better. We don't want to watch Ari, which is probably very true. Yeah. I, 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 I like, loved Peter. I, oh, my God. Loved him. I think he's so attractive and I really respected the fact that at in uh, during Rachel season, like he said to her, like, I like, he didn't know if he could like take the next step. Like he was honest. Like I liked that about him. Um, I also kind of like that he has sort of like removed himself a little bit at a bachelor nation. Like it isn't all about fame for him. Granted, like, I feel like his, his workout, um, his workout class and experience like has definitely popped off because he was on the bachelor but like i really like him i would have loved to have seen him as a bachelor like ari did i'm serve, still holding out hope i think that he i think 
Peter being the bachelor would have like a similar reaction to someone like if Tyler Cameron would were to be the bachelor, like they're just like a really attractive person, like with a lot of um, great qualities. I think girls would actually like go crazy, which would only give us so much drama. So I, I would have been here for it. I, yeah. Like you said, still holding out hope. For someone like him or Tyler, it's not really a matter of if people would be happy. It's a matter of when and the timing. Mm-hmm. Um, I met Peter once. He was very nice. I was like shaking because he was so much hotter in person than I even expected. So I can't even imagine. Yeah, he's great. Um, and then lastly, just a happy note, Michelle Money's daughter, Brielle, is doing amazing. She left the hospital after 26 days. I'm shocked. I'm so happy. Um, you know, it was clearly like a close call for a while. Um, and we don't know all the details, obviously, not that we should, of um, her recovery and stuff. But she was able to walk out of the hospital talking. So I'm hoping that they have, you know, can get back to normal. Yeah, I was also shocked by that. Great news. We've been covering that since the start. They also, her, Michelle's ex-husband, he's her ex-husband, right? Michelle's ex-husband and herself really took us along on that journey. They shared everything. They did share some, some traumatic photos and everything. But one thing I think it's kind of like sad about the whole situation was Michelle for a while, like was blaming herself and her parenting skills you know, saying that she only gets so much time with Brielle that she really does want to be like the cool mom. And I, she was really beating herself up over it. So like, I just feel I'm happy that things worked out the way they did. I know that she probably has, Brielle probably has a journey ahead of her, um, with recovery still, but I think it was probably an eye opening situation for all parents out there. And I think that's why Michelle was so pub and her ex-husband were so public about sharing everything because like, it's crazy when the blink of an eye, something like that can happen. You could lose someone. I think it was just really eye-opening for everyone. And I like respect her for, for being so honest with everyone. Yeah. I think it was therapeutic for her to write and talk about it on Instagram. I think she also, yeah, felt like she was helping because you know, her daughter wasn't wearing a helmet and this was like horrible and could have really changed the course of her life forever. And then she took a step back and now that Brielle's better, I think she's this, I think Michelle is, um, a rare example of one of the older bachelor contestants that, is kind of good at still being in the mix. Not that she's trying to by any means, but her, like she has a good following on Instagram. She has a very, um, a community that like is rooting for her and still interested in her like life, even though she hasn't been on the show in a while. And I think she's very interesting. So I'm happy she's doing well. I hope that, you know, Brielle makes a full recovery and it seems like at least they're heading that way. So that was like good news to end on. Yeah, totally good for them. I'm really happy for her and Brielle. And I just think it's like, Maybe they'll live their lives a little differently going forward. And it's just a learning experience for everyone. Totally. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this. There's so much to talk about. Like, yeah, I had so much fun. I like don't want this to end. I'm like, this was like the highlight of my day. <laughs> I know. I hope you guys feel the same. Remember, you can listen on Spotify, leave a five-star review on iTunes, and come back next week. I'm sure all of these couples, everything we just said, I'm sure will somehow be irrelevant or totally different in a week because that seems to be the pattern but come back next week to find out bye kelly